Hello and welcome to Motorsport Now. Today's guest is Michelle Westby. I've been following her on Instagram for a little while now. I just thought she was really cool and she had a a really interesting story. Uh, So I got in touch and from the interview you're about to listen to, she's very much a self-made woman. And again, you'll hear this, but she started off actually as a grid girl and then moved into drifting and then stunt driving um, and in turn some track racing as well. Um, But she obviously works very hard and she had no one in her family, any friends who were interested. So she really made her own career path and I really admire her determination and drive really. So without further ado, here's Michelle. Hi, so I'm Michelle Westby and um, I'm doing multiple things within the motorsport industry from grid girling to drifting to track racing to stunt driving as well. Yes, you're pretty busy all the time and you're on your lunch break, may I just point out as well, so that's pretty dedicated. So thank you so much for your time. No problem at all. Just tell me, you just mentioned a little bit just before I press record, um, how your journey started with this. You mentioned it was grid girling, was the, the first thing that you started doing? Well, I've always been into cars, um, but I kind of had this image that I think a lot of people do where it's one of them dreams that you could probably never really achieve yourself. Um, You know, being only 17, learning to drive, you're not on the best ways to be able to progress to kind of pursue them sort of dreams as far as you know. And when, like myself, I haven't had any family members that are in the motorsport industry to kind of lead me any sort of direction it was a sort of a blind corner so I just literally thought well you know I love cars I've always gone to car meets and uh, went to car events and shows but I didn't really know how to ever pursue something like that myself so um, I did meet someone actually at a uh, drift event that I was working at and got talking to them saying I really wanted to get into the drifting and they basically said obviously it's not a cheap hobby blah 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 but um you know you you can pursue any dream that you actually really want to do so I thought okay I was already working full-time um and that's when I got offered more grid girl work and I thought well this could be a way to try and fund the hobby as well shall we say so yeah um the grid girling kind of just was it was I say it wasn't really very me I was a bit of a tomboy and um it was something that I never really set out to do but when I got asked to work at this particular drift event, I just thought, well, to get paid to be at an event I'd usually pay to go to, and at the same time, I'll be able to save maybe for my dream car one day. It just seemed a win-win situation. So I uh, kind of adapted myself to the environment, tried to make myself look a little bit girly. And um, from that one drift event that I worked, luckily I got offered other opportunities. So it ended up being the grid girl work that not only helped me fund um, my hobby, but also gave me an insight on how to get into the motorsport industry, which was something I don't think I would have found easy to do without the experience behind the, the garages and meeting the right people within the industry. Yeah, as you say, it's a good networking opportunity because you just meet, I guess, everybody that's coming in and out of the garage that you can't normally get past that barrier. So that must have been quite helpful for you. It was very helpful, yes. And I have to say, um, I mean, it's like a family. And I mean, you probably know yourself, it is a very family atmosphere behind the garages as well everyone kind of knows everyone and um, being someone that's so enthusiastic um, behind the scenes into the cars and stuff uh, I think everyone was actually quite passionate about trying to help me and direct me in the right way so yeah I was very lucky to have had that opportunity I mean nowadays I think it's a lot easier to reach out to people and and get that advice and knowledge so I'm not saying you have to be a grid girl to be able to obviously find that knowledge now but back in the day there wasn't many girls that were in the motorsport scene. Um, social media wasn't as big. So I 
kind of I was lucky that I just got that opportunity to be able to gain that knowledge but the good thing is now I think there's a lot more inspiring people out there that are willing to help their followers and people that are looking to get into the motorsport industry which is just something I didn't feel I had back in the day. No it's changed a lot in a very short space of time hasn't it and uh, I think it has yeah. You've done a great job with all your social media platforms though I'm touching it before I press record like you've really taken a lot to you know you've built your brand up and obviously you're very conscious about what you're putting out there and it's, it's good content as well is it something you have to put quite a lot of work into? Um, I do use it as a bit of an extra job, yes. Um, I try to put a lot of useful information out there. I try to show a bit of um, you know, the varied things that I do within my life as well. A lot of people don't even realise that alongside everything they see on social media, I actually work full time as well. So um, I do work extremely hard. I think that's something that I try to show on social media a little bit because a lot of people tend to think that things come easy and they'll see that I've got a good following and stuff, but they wouldn't have actually seen the amount of work that I've put in and the hours I've put in to actually create that myself. So I do try to say to people all the time, it doesn't come easy. It's a lot of hard work and dedication. Um, don't look at social media and just success. Um, try and imagine the, the hard work that has gone behind that success first. And tell us a little bit about your stunt driving and the drift events that you've done. Can you tell us any highlights, like your favourite events that you've done? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been extremely lucky and um, a lot of stuff happened overnight, really, because um, drifting for me was always um, my main passion. And to be honest, um, it's probably, I, w I wouldn't say the cheapest motorsport to get into, but it most certainly, you can have a lot lower budget than uh, to do start off drifting than you would into doing probably track racing. Um, so for myself back in the day, it was the, the one that I thought I could just about maybe budget for and um, it became very addictive very quickly. So I only ever wanted to do it as a bit of fun and, and a hobby. But as I progressed, uh, I think my competitive side came out to me um, and that's when I got recommended to actually go and compete. Now, the good thing that that done was actually um, open up my audience, I guess, to show what I really could do. Because when you're at dress events, a lot of people obviously video in, taking photos, you're seen by um, a lot of people around. And that helped grow my social media following, which then caught the eyes of a few other people at major events. So I was then lucky to be offered the opportunity to do drift demos at Santa Quad Raceway. So to be able to show what, you know, the skills that I've built up over the last few years, but also get a chance to interact with the uh, crowd was to me, yeah, dream come true. Something I thought I'd never be able to do or achieve. So to get that opportunity was an amazing feeling. And um, I literally just took it upon myself to create the best show I thought I possibly could within the 15 minute time slot that I had. And uh, everyone seemed to enjoy it. I tried to interact with the crowd with it alongside, obviously, doing um, some drifting that I hope would inspire other people to get into the motorsport. Um, done a meet and greet sessions after and with that I think it's a chance to show off your precision driving I think a lot of people um, that don't really know drifting just see it as power sliding around the corner and there is a lot more technique to it than that so the good thing is to get people involved in my shows um, where I drift around um, grid gals and stuff like that with um, you know you're talking millimeters from their toes and stuff I think it does show the skill set and the confidence you have behind the wheel and um, that's where I was lucky to be spotted by one of the um, guys that were doing the auditions for Fast and Furious Live and uh, I think because there's a there is a lot of males obviously in the stunt world and there's, there's still very limited female stunt drivers I think in comparison so uh, I know they were wanting to get a lot more females on the auditions because I think there was a big ratio between like probably 95% men that had gone for it and 5% um, females where they had two major female roles within the the scenes that they wanted to do so um, I was lucky enough to get invited to that audition 
Um, I kind of done it for a bit of a laugh, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> I think you never really think that you're suddenly going to get a call and ask to audition for something as, as big as Fast and Furious Live. So um, we had three, no, four different audition days. Um, each one I went to, I literally just thought, oh, it's free seat time. You know, it's great to get an insight to see what kind of things they expect from people that are going for stunt jobs and uh, use it as a bit of a social as well, but never in a million years thought I'd get it. So uh, when I did, <laughs> that was uh, the probably scariest but best time of my life. But going back to your point on the, the most surreal thing that I've ever done, maybe the biggest achievement would be probably our first show at the O2 Arena. Now I've watched my favorite bands there, gigs, audience, uh, comedians, never did I think that I'd be performing uh, a sellout O2 Arena. Um, you can imagine the nerves that goes through you there as well. Do you think, you know, pressures on all these people, you really don't want to mess up these complex sequences that, you know, you are millimeters from being things going wrong, if I'm honest. So I'd say that's probably the scariest, but best experience I've had in my life so far, definitely. Are you quite worried about kind of messing it up? Like, because you said you go around people's toes. Like, do you have a conversation with that person beforehand? Like, if this starts to happen, just move. <laughs> or what happens? No, so I do give them a brief, and the brief is do not move. <laughs> if yeah. you move, I can't <laughs> what you're going to do. Very um, true. The good thing is, is I, I mean, I would only, when it's involving other people, I will only do something that I feel a million percent happy with and um, so I wouldn't do a fast drift into them or anything like that I actually start from a standstill so it's honestly absolutely idiot proof when you're an experienced driver so you know you clutch kicking your wheels are actually away from the person you're drifting around initially and it's only when I realize I've got full control do I then get closer but because you're so close even if you spin you'll spin to a stop um, so it, I mean without going into too much detail I it's very difficult to go wrong when you're doing something from a standstill start um, and pretending the person's a cone instead. <laughs> um, even if you spin around, your your wheels are only going to go around the person rather than into them, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I, I would only, when it's people, I'm, I'm very, very cautious. But, yeah, the biggest thing I just say is don't move because I can't predict your movement. So I've only ever used people that I know trust me in my driving. Um, I wouldn't use someone that, yeah, wouldn't know what to expect. <laughs> Do you get much practice because the surface on some of these shows, like I've, I know it's different, but I've seen at the Autosport show, you know, the, the live show that they do, and the surface is really shiny, slippy looking. Like, do you, so do you try and get much practice as possible, or do you kind of do like a bit of a recce route at first? Like, how how do you prepare? It varies at what events you do. Um, so Santa Pod Raceway, I would try and have a quick play in the morning, but um, you can't predict if it's going to rain, if it's going to be dry. I've had um, shows where it's you know dry patches, wet patches everywhere. Um, that's where literally your skill set comes into play. You just need to be quick to react, basically, because if I hit a puddle, see, that's losing me grip, that's uh, losing momentum, and it is easy to spin, but you just need to be, you train yourself to react quick within drifting, I would say. Um, I'm glad I started off with drifting and then went into the other areas of motorsport because it did teach me a hell of a lot. I mean, you need to really be feeling the car and surface the whole time. There's no, no time to relax. It is very on point, on edge the whole time. I've been in so many different scenarios. I've done... Um, I mean, I've done some filming with um, Ben Collins, actually, in Stunt Driver, and that was on a concrete surface. So, you know, that's not the greatest drift surface for us guys. Um, but, yeah, they wanted a one-shot one wonder because, um, basically, obviously, when you're skidding, you're leaving tyre marks. So they were like, right, you need to get this right first time. And that's a bit of pressure because I did feel like, you know, I 100% don't know really how the car's going to react and you're going to have to adapt that really quick. Um, so yeah there's no time for practice whereas other times uh, you sometimes get a little bit of a play in the morning but yeah it's rare so you just need to learn to adapt to whatever you're given. 
Yeah, I can imagine. And do you, um, from what I saw, you work on your own car quite a lot. Um, I can do small bits, yes. Yeah. So um, with drifting, I'm definitely used to cable time. And <laughs> 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 I think that's a motorsport standard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> definitely with a drift car when we're playing around um but yeah no I can do basic jobs on a car so um I try and work as much as I possibly can alongside the guys at Garage D that help build and maintain my car just to make sure I have a full understanding on how things work and it has helped to be honest and it, it does help your driving style as well gives you a bit of mechanical sympathy when you know how everything works as well um but yeah major jobs like talk about engine builds and stuff no like that I'm new to but currently in the progress of learning alongside as I said with the garage but I'll stick to just the basic services and maintenance at the moment. We've got a lot to focus on when you're there because the driving, well, driving's the priority, isn't it? Really? Yes, but it's great to have a good understanding of what's going on. Um, which, again, briefly before I press record, um, scariest moments. Have you had anything we thought, oh my God, this is going to happen, or it did happen? So I'd say um, my scariest moment of motorsport would be, um, I'll say two actually situations. The first one would be when I was first starting to drift. Um, it's quite easy learning basic donuts and figure eights in first gear, but then moving up to the big track where you're talking third gear, 60 mile hour corners was a little bit scary. And unfortunately, um, when I was building myself up to um, this big corner, I think the entry was probably about 60, uh, third gear, I hit what we uh, had a bit of a bump in the road and it taught me a lot of lessons in one go because first of all, my harnesses unfortunately went up my fully tight. So I lifted out my seat a tiny, tiny bit. Um, I mean, I'm talking probably not even half an inch but that was enough for me to let off the accelerator which then caused my car to grip and throw me into the concrete wall at max speed so um that taught me a lot of valuable lessons one in drifting never lift <laughs> but two also health and safety is paramount like make sure you're always fully strapped in um and then the second scariest moment i would say was um with the fast and furious live actually we have a scene where it's um, all the honda civics and a jackknife and truck and uh, a lot of the scene, I'm actually blind to the driving sequence because I had a blacked out window where the car crushed um, towards the end just to show where Letty actually crashes under the, the lorry. So uh, within the sequence, it was we were relying on in-ears basically for calls because we're doing J-turns millimetres from other cars and the, um, the truck and everything else. And a lot of the time we can't see the other drivers and we'll be pretty much swapping into each other's place so if someone broke down we wouldn't necessarily know and we could be going to do a j-turn into them or a handbrake turn into them because a lot of times said we are blind driving and uh we, we had a time where that i knew is cut out and so we were absolutely relying on each other being pitch perfect <laughs> um nothing breaking down or anything like that and so that was a scary experience because as i said you, you literally could be about to do a flat out J turn into a space that a driver still could be there because you know you haven't got anyone to have that warning if something had gone wrong. So it just shows that a lot of sequences you are relying on other people as well. Um, so a lot of trust goes in, shall I say, to your fellow drivers. So yeah, it's probably my most two scariest experiences. I can even hear your voice actually sound a little bit. <laughs> it was <laughs> intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brought back memories <laughs> yeah, I bet. that sounds petrifying no, not... that sounds terrible so yeah fair play you had to hold yourself together <laughs> yeah it's very much a trust and team effort with motorsport because you are relying on obviously other people with your drifting and the sequences but also you're relying on your mechanics to make sure that they do the wheels up tight and to make sure that everything's working so you are safe and obviously rallying you know your co-driver is going to call uh, call out the right notes but yeah this the scary is all part of the appeal isn't it sometimes of motorsport um with your career you've very much made your own path you didn't have 
any family members that are interested and you know you've really had to do this yourself if you could go back and start again would you do anything differently or is there any advice that you'd like to pass on to anyone else trying to get involved with stunt driving drifting I mean, nowadays, I would say definitely reach out to people. Um, I think especially females, we understand that it can be quite an intimidating atmosphere still. Um, I mean, that really isn't the case. But when you don't know what you're letting yourself in for, you do see it's mainly male dominated. It, it can have a bit of an impact on you having the courage to go ahead and pursue what you want to do. So um, I always make sure I make an effort to anyone that messages me on any of my social media platforms to say, you know, how did you get into the motorsport? Um, and I'll always answer as um, as best I can. I've also just started to do some YouTube um, blogs as well. So um, the reason I got into circuit racing initially is because I had a lot of girl drivers asking me how they can get into circuit racing. And because I hadn't experienced it myself yet, I couldn't really advise them in that area, whereas I could advise them how to get into drifting. So I've actually started to do blogs now on how to get into different areas of motorsport. So I went and done my race license last year initially just for a vlog to show people you know how I went about it what I'd done try and give them as much advice and guidance as possible um I just then lucky it did actually lead to me doing a race series but I just think definitely reach out on social media um platforms follow as many female motorsport drivers as you can in all different areas because I think that's quite an inspiration to show how they go about it what they do I think google is an amazing tool now as well to be honest um I said youtube channels I think there's so many ways to find in more about motorsport now than what there was when social media wasn't that big back in the day um obviously try and let your friends and family know what your plans were because my friends and family were very supportive once they knew I wanted to get into the motorsport industry as well. I think they tried to introduce me to as many people they knew and definitely try and get to as many motorsport events as you can because a lot of them have stands and stalls and that have kind of people on them that can guide you in the right direction. You can have the opportunity to ask other people how they got into it as well and hear the different stories. So that I think there's so many different ways at the moment, but, um, definitely social media keep an eye on that I think that anyone you can speak to and especially any female drivers especially will usually spend the time to kind of give any advice and guidance that they can. What was your plans after lockdown I know things are changing at the moment and it's you know things are starting to get up and running have you got any plans for the rest of your 2020 season? Um, so I was doing a race series um, calm Porsche um, trophy but I think we might struggle to sort the meets out. It's all in discussions at the moment. So unfortunately the circuit racing is on hold at the moment. I'm not too sure how that's going to pan out now. Um, I think everyone's in the same boat really for the smaller series at the moment. So it's kind of watch this space for that. Um, I mean, when I done fast live, unfortunately that meant my drifting was on hold for a couple of years and um, I had a taster of a drift day just before lockdown. And I, I think that really gave me the bug again, to be honest. So the last uh, few months whilst uh, we've all been a bit bored at home it has got me thinking and I, I do think I potentially will be coming back to uh, competitive drifting I think I miss it too much to not go back to it I and mean, when it's great just doing a few practice days with your friends but I think I do miss the competition aspect of that as well and uh, along with the stunt driving um, I usually do the drift demos at Coventry Motorfest obviously that that didn't go ahead this year um, so I will look at trying to book some drift demos in again next year but it's all a little bit in the air at the moment. I mean, fingers crossed when everything goes back to a bit of normality, everyone have a bit more of an idea on what they can offer. But I definitely plan to still stay in the car as much as I possibly can. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, Michelle. Thank you. No problem at all.
And that was Michelle Wesby. So I hope you all enjoyed that. It was a different kind of interview and again, another perspective from someone else within motorsport. And I'm very keen to keep getting a variety of people onto the podcast. I did say I was going to do an interview myself. It will be released. I will get it out there. And also I'm going to be a bit more consistent with when I release my podcast as well. It's just things are starting to kick back up again. So it's just squeezing things around uh, the various different work that I do. Um, But please like, follow, share, spread the word, make people sign up, subscribe and all that kind of stuff. Um, Get in touch on my Instagram at jpaveleymotorsport and let me know what you think. Please do. So share the word for motorsport now. Um, Thank you very much to my show sponsors, the Forest Experience Rally School and also to Group B Motorsport. And I may just actually just add, so Group B also have a bar being built upstairs called the Motorsport Lounge. And that is coming on leaps and bounds at the moment. Um, So really excited to uh, share that on my feed once that's all done. Um, But at the moment, it's just a preparation and storage. But hope you're all safe and keeping well. I'll speak to you guys soon.